All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Ryan with All Roads Lead to Real Estate. And I have a fellow realtor and friend with me today. Uh, we were just discussing the pronunciation of his last name. I've known you for many, many years, and I think I've heard every version of the pronunciation. But this is Dawson Nolly, or Noli, or any other way you want to pronounce it, huh? Either, either way. Yeah. yeah, I'll take it. Well, I appreciate you joining me here, and uh, I thought it was interesting to bring you into a studio like this, given your background. Um, you were in the film business prior to becoming a realtor. I always say most of us in the real estate business had some other version of a career prior to doing this, and uh, and that's what you were up to. Yeah, yeah. I think last year was uh, my first year where I've been a realtor um, longer than I was in film production. No kidding. Yep. So, so it's the, you know, I did that for about 12 years and I think, I think I'm on year 13, you know, in real estate. Funny. You don't even remember. Were you part-time when you first started in real estate? No, no. I, I dove right in. Yeah. So you You jumped in. Yep. A little bit different market 13 years ago than present day. (laughs) It was. It was. I mean, actually it wasn't. I was going to say, actually, I'm adding up the years. Let's see how good I am. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't actually. No, no, no. I think I trained... Um, I trained, uh, in the midst, uh, you know, right after the bubble burst. So I, you know, uh, my mentors took me on a lot of listening appointments where people were discovering they were, you know, underwater where, you know, people had to explain the short sale process. Yeah. Um, and did a lot of rentals. Yeah. Well, we're not quite in the short sale realm yet, but <laughs> there's a, there's a few, uh, few folks that might say that's going to happen here shortly. Um, but, and I'm going to ask because the reality is what I think is interesting about having you as a guest, you're someone I used to work with on a regular basis. I would see you all the time. Right. And then as folks do in real estate, you change brokerages, people switch offices, right. We're all in the same, like, you know, ball of wax, right. We're all here in Maryland operating, working, um, technically we're competitors, um, which is always interesting when you think about real estate buddies, it's like, we're all competing, but we're all buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like things have shifted, but I, I love to get the ideas and what the vibe is and what your feelings are because they could be very different than what I'm experiencing yet. We're in the same thing together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as just sort of how, you know, m- my world has changed over the last couple of years, you know, and where, and where my business is right now, I mean, it's, you know, we're all, you know, we're all kind of adapting you know, to, uh, <laughs> to an, a historic inventory shortage, yeah. um, to, you know, buyers that are challenged by e- extremely high interest rates. Um, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm still, I still f- find myself extremely busy, you know, during the course of the day, but it's, it's pretty labor intensive. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of problem solving because no, in, in this market, no deal, you know, is, is, is ordinary, you know, everything, you know, everything has, you know, a really complicated set of unique problems. Um, yes, I can concur with that. And we were, um, discussing on the way over here, just exactly what that could feel like, because it, it feels like it, at times have never been harder, at least for me. Um, it seems like you have people that are raising their hand that are all in, pretty challenging situations. Um, I, I, I'm always curious to see if you feel a different energy or have things still pretty much the same. It affects people differently. And everybody has a different business, a different set of clients, a different set of needs. And so I'm just very interested to, to hear kind of what your experience is like right now at the end of 2023. Um. So, so my, you know, it's funny, my sphere... Um, and, and I'm, my, my business is entirely referral based. Um, and, and my sphere has had a very, um, consistent sort of momentum during the course of the year. And I'm always, you know, uh, always really, really busy during the fourth quarter. You know, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it makes no sense, you know, but I'm, you know, kind of my, you know, my pipeline, it's like everybody is kind of you know, synchronizes and, and they all wait to call me, you know, in September. Um, so, so right now, you know, I've, I've been extremely busy. Um, there was a lot of time 
over the summer where I was, where it was really, you know, um, it was really uncertain. You know, people were kind of waiting to see where the interest rates were going. Um, but as far as my sphere goes, um, I, I've had, you know, a lot of, I've helped a lot of folks move, you know, when, you know, when, when they, they absolutely had to. And I've ho helped a lot of folks buy houses, you know, when, when they absolutely had to, right. you know, whether a, a job was moving them to town right. or, or they needed, you know, they had new sort of space requirements. Um, That's what I say. Regardless of the market conditions, people need to move, right? Yeah. We, we have a roof over our head. We have very legitimate reasons why now is the time. You don't, you can't time everything in this world, right? Right. So, so I think even in the highest interest rate environments the United States have ever experienced, which by the way is not even, we're nowhere close to that, right? So I still have clients tell me that they were getting mortgages when they were 18%. And so you have to move when you have to move sometimes. You can't pick and choose all the time. And so historically, 7% is pretty normal. Seven and a half is normal totally. historically. It's just not our normal that no. most of us have experienced. And a lot of first-time home buyers or people that have only bought one home in their life, they don't know anything different. Right. That's what they know. Yeah. And, and it's a it's a much harder pill to swallow if, you know, you're you're, you're paying a an interest rate currently at three and a quarter. Sure. And you could, you know, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around, you know, getting out there and 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 paying double. And it the what it does to your payment is is not inconsequential. Right. It's it's quite the difference. But but what I think is interesting about your business is that you, in my opinion, of what you do is so different than someone like myself. Like I think you truly embody someone that I think you know, has, has done it all themselves. Like I, you, when you get a listing, you are so hands-on. I, I always see you and I'm impressed. You're there with the <laughs> photographer, you know, you're there doing social media content. You are all hands on deck. It's like, and you work solely from sphere and from people that know you, you're not someone who utilizes like all these online lead categories and, and you know, you just, you've done it in the, like a very organic, <laughs> natural way. And yeah. I mean that like with the, the most sincerity and the most like complimentary way I can give it to you because most people don't go that route. No, no. And, and it's funny because I think, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine doing it any other way. And, and, you know, you, you and I have a lot of colleagues that are very entrepreneurial, you know, that do a, an amazingly large amount of business. And, and I think, <laughs> I don't think they could ever understand why anybody would, take the hour out of their day to go meet the photographer right and you know but i think it it all comes back to sort of my wiring from from film production where it's just you know it's you're, you're minimizing risk you know with the more control you have sure and you know and and i think uh you know i uh what i what i enjoy about you know real estate you know is you know, it, it is the, the marketing and, and I think my background really kind of prioritizes it for me. Um, that's also to say I totally have control issues sure. and, um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put a house on the market if there's a photograph of the, the, the toilet seat up. Sure. You know, I just, it just, I will, I will pay the guy to go back and reshoot, you yeah. know? So, um, but once again, I think, you know, I, I think, I kind of came into the business and in and and was recruited into an office of really, you know, amazing seasoned, you know, single agents and and kind of I was I was trained, you know, at, you know, of a sort of an I guess I don't want to say older philosophy, but it feels like a more outdated philosophy where, you know, you, you the, the level of your customer service is what was going to generate referrals. You right. know, like just if you're really good at your job and you really work hard, the phone will always ring. And, you know, fortunately, that's that's been true in my case where I think, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, but I also think that I'm, uh, you know, I, I there's there's a certain skill for self-promotion that that I might lack compared to some of our more entrepreneurial colleagues. And, uh, you know, I think. Uh, you know, that's, that's just kind of the mode that I default to is just, uh, well, I, 
I believe that is an authentic version of yourself. And one of the reasons why I think you're sitting here with me discussing this today is because I think you are the very authentic version of yourself, even online, which is exactly in contrast to what I think you were describing, the very self-promoting nature of a lot of the people that we work with right in this mm-hmm. industry. I don't, I don't use social media personally. I can't stand any of it. And yet I'm in a business where I know it would help my business to be on there consistently and be self-promoting. Like it's painful for me to be on a podcast and yet I host one. (laughs) Um, It's just not in my nature, right? It's, but it's, it's a way I'm like moving through that and, and, uh, and getting more clear with, I guess the comfort level of who I am. And I think you've known that forever. I think the version of who you are is who you are. And, um, you know, I just think you've built a business that is sustainable and once again, authentic. And I think that is in direct contrast to a lot of people who are the most inauthentic versions of themselves I've ever seen. And we like <laughs> to joke about it. Um, so I don't know. So I just, I just think it's such a different feeling, um, than what sometimes we see out there. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, and as far as social media goes, I mean, I, as much as I hesitate to say it, like I do enjoy the social media experience, you know, and, you know, I, I kind of a, a, approach it. I think people have said this before where like your online, your, your social media behavior should be that uh, should mimic that of you being at a cocktail party, you know, and in that, like, you just kind of take, you know, things that would be appropriate or things that would, you know, be entertaining or things that you want to share with people right. at a cocktail party, you know, and, and you kind of, you know, e- edit yourself, you know, as if you were in a room full of, of people, you know, and, uh, I enjoy, i of course, I'm a proud, proud father and I enjoy oversharing about my kids. And I also enjoy sharing, you know, about, you know, funny things that happen at work. And I enjoy sharing about, you know, interesting things that have happened at work. And I enjoy, you know, being proud of some of the things I do at work. Right. Um, I never want to put something on there that that I don't think somebody would have some sort of entertainment value. Right. Well, and one of the questions I have for you is because of your business model, right? So you, and for those that might not know Dawson, so Dawson is what we call a, a solo agent. And so he's built a business where he is intimately involved in every aspect from someone, the initial phone call through the search and the portal and the either the home tour or the listing process so you really do you cater from the beginning to the very end um and you're super hands-on with every aspect of that and that's why i think you referenced that's kind of the way you were taught that's the way real estate really used to be yeah and the idea that this modern real estate team um where you have everything segmented and you have multiple people in the business and in every file it's a very different contrast and it's a very different experience for both people. And by the way, there are, you can argue there's positives on either side. Totally, 100%. And so that's what people would do. If you're on a major team, they'll say, we specialize in every little department and everyone has a you know, specific role. Whereas you're really in like the old school mentality of hands-on customer service. I intimately know the client and it's just a very different model than what a lot of people are being taught now that are entering the business today. 100%. And I think, I think that, you know, fundamentally like team structures, you know, are, are kind of, you know, are, are really built around efficiency and, and, and sales systems are, are their, their intention is so that you can help your client better and more efficiently. And, but I, I think that, you know, um, you know, unfortunately, I think uh, sometimes sometimes those systems become more of a means for, you know, um, some agents to not necessarily help their clients more, but to make more money. Um, and, you know, but there, we certainly know enough agents that are phenomenal, that are amazing team leaders that, you know, use those systems so well and still give so much back to their clients. Um, but you know um but but me personally because i'm referral based and because 99.9% of the people that i work with are either family friends or friends of friends or family friends like i i you know there's seem to to me i i feel like there's this added layer of accountability where i can't you know i could never let any of them go back to that friend or that family member and 
even imply that I didn't work as hard as I could have. Right. Um, so I think that's <laughs> that 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 also kind of, you know, motivates me to, you know, um, mow a lawn and wingtips, you yeah. know, because <laughs> sure. of photographers about to show up, you know, like I, I, I don't think I could live with myself if like knowing that somebody thought I could have done something right, you know, or that I avoided something that just because it wasn't as easy. <laughs> yeah. And it's not. And it's interesting because we started right. We were in uh, both of us were starting and we got to hear the model that is being promoted still to this day, which is a team based model. Mm -hmm. Right. And it allows for scalability. It's really to allow you to treat it as a scalable business. And um, the good and bad of that, so I'll tell you that some of the negatives associated with that is that when you do that, you have less connection to the client. And as a result, when there's a lot of infringement from other sources, we have Redfin, we have Zillow, we have all these people that are trying to interject themselves in the real estate business yeah. um, to directly compete. Um, they're going to be have a lot harder time when you build a business the way that you've built it. Right. I, I, that, that's that's my hope. Yeah. Because um, I think, you know, I think a lot, you know, some of those major dis disruptors that you just mentioned, I think, you know, they're they um, I, I think they're kind of perpetuating this this notion that, you know, that we might not be as necessary, you know, as agents or that, you know, our role, you know, is 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 losing importance in this digital age um where i i still you know i i still have yet to see you know any indication that we're not as necessary you know um and you know i've i i just did i just did two three deals last month where you know clients were or friends were trusting me with you know with some of their elderly family members where you know there there was no digital signatures and right. everything there was every hand needed to be held and you know it, it, um and yeah it was extremely hands-on and uh and and i'm sure i'm sure you know i'm sure it was wasn't as efficient as you know certain real estate books might might um might might preach yeah and i think the nature of our business looking at your model versus a team model uh, for those of you that are in the business, you'll understand that there are there's a dramatically different approach to the business. However, one that we're all going to have to deal with. Are you following this lawsuit that just happened? One hundred percent. And so we have about one point eight billion dollars that were basically uh, awarded to the defendants in a class action lawsuit stating related to commissions on the buyer side of the business that sellers didn't feel they had the opportunity to not offer it and felt compelled based on the nature of the transaction that that's money that they didn't have a choice to spend. Like, so how do you feel? Um, just how do you interpret that? And then I'll give you my interpretation as two people that are in it doing this all day. Uh, I think, and, and, and I have been following the trial, you know, probably closer in the last couple of weeks than I, that I had been. Um, I think that, um, I think that not, every real estate transaction is hard and and that um not every real estate agent is as hard working as you and I are and i think um that you know um i i think that some some people could have questioned whether or not they should have paid you know an agent to help them through a transaction that they could very well have, you know, kind of fumbled their way through themselves. Um, I think I, I, I think those are very very unique circumstances, and I think just based on sort of how how my, my personal role has been in the last dozen transactions I've done, like I, I can't imagine those transactions have happening without somebody committing the level of involvement that I did. Um, well, I think the interpretation of that lawsuit, though, is that the listing side, they felt they had to agree to a five, six percent commission, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. They're not set, right? They're always technically negotiable. However, they feel half of that money that is typically offered out to the buyer's side, that it wasn't explained to them correctly, right. that I am not collecting all that money. I'm offering, let's say, half of it 
over to the other agent to bring a buyer right. to our transaction. And so I think I think the crux of it all comes down to is it is it really rigged? Is the system rigged, so to speak, to keep prices where they are and not giving sellers the right to offer nothing if they choose? Exactly. And do most agents truly like it doesn't matter that you and I, I hope to, I would like to say we explain it better than this um, and, and explain what we're doing. But do most agents explain anything? I'm sure they don't. And, and I don't think they explain and, a single thing. And and I'm sure, I, you know, I'm sure that certain buyer's agents have probably also painted a misleading picture as to where they're being paid. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. My services are free. Yep. And and I think there's also a lot of um, real estate coaching content out there um, that, you know, sales coaching content that, that deals with you know, um, real estate com commission negotiations in in a very confusing language. Um, so yeah, but but as far as you know, as far as this lawsuit goes, you know, I'm I'm <laughs> I, I'm very curious to see how it's going to play out. Well, I think I think Gary Keller of Keller, Keller Williams refused to settle. There was a handful of people that refused to settle. Obviously, that's why there was a suit against them, um, and there was a judgment and. I am very interested to see if they win an appeal um, because I think they should win in the appeals, in my opinion. I think it's poorly explained. I think th as a result of this, there will be addendum changes. I think the language will change. Totally. Which I think is for the better. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I think I think the only thing that's going to come out of it, and personally, I think the only thing that's going to come out of it is just sort of a revision to the the language around I think so. commission payment. I like, think about it. I'm a real estate agent. So are you. If, if I have, I've sold personal residences that my family's lived in and I've sold investment properties I own. I, I know every, I know the ins, the outs, I could recite it backwards. Yeah. However, I still offer buyer agent compensation, which is what the lawsuit is based on. Even though I could list 0%, I could offer nothing out because I recognize the value of someone bringing a buyer to buy my home. It, it's substantially, it's, it, I believe it to be necessary. Right. So that's why I, to me, I think it's silly that there's a lot of agents that are worried the buyer side of the business is going to just completely go away there. I, I've heard that come from a lot of people. That's why I was curious to see if that was yeah, your I, concern. Well, no, I mean, I think, you know, I think that I, I think that, um, there will be some, um, painful, there could be some painful sort of, um, you know, uh, adjustments or transitions into kind of a new way of doing things. And, and as I was saying, I think that a lot of, you know, the disruptors, you know, you know, are, are trying to kind of demonstrate sort of, a, 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 a you know, a lessening of our importance in certain regards. And, and I think this conversation could, could help that. Um, but I think it'll just create a situation where everybody kind of realizes how important buyer agency is. And, you know, how, you know, to, to, to both sides of the transaction. I can tell you, even when I'm representing, if I am a buyer's agent and it's an unrepresented seller, you, you can experience this. I'm sure you have. It's pretty miserable. Awful. Like I want another agent on the other side of 100%. that table. Like I really, really do. And when I'm doing it and there's no other professional to deal with, yeah, they think they're saving money, but I'm telling you, it is rough. Yeah. Um, the risk of that deal falling apart dramatically increases 100% you know and I'm not talking about your you know the, the half the agents that are no good I'm talking like the good agents the top 10 20 percent you want them on the other side of the transaction yeah. it safeguards the entire deal totally and so as a seller personally I am willing to pay for that yeah uh, I really am yeah yeah and um yeah and, and I've been in situations where <laughs> where there one of the parties was unrepresented and and both of the parties were related. Oh no. And sounds horrible and, already. And yeah, and it, you know, and and but because of their relation, they thought and their familiarity, they thought they could get away without, you know, yep. having having an agent having representation. And it it was I think the, the you know, there we're we're lucky that these two relatives are still sure. speaking to each other, you know. Sure, but I will say there are there I think there are is room for commission compression i think there are situations where you should be able to transact for very minimal dollars i think we will see certain situations maybe it's 
either condos or townhomes that are very clear cut. Mm -hmm. There's 20 examples. They're all sell for the same within 10 grand. Like there are examples, I think, where the industry could shift to save cost and innovation can come to fill some of those holes. Right. It's no different. I think it's like the financial uh, service industry where that really got 10, 20 years ago. That just, that changed dramatically. Fees went down. You can go to Fidelity now and open your own account for nothing. Yeah. You can trade for $3. It didn't mean that the financial service went to zero. They're still agents. Right, right. But the ones that are doing good business have a lot of value. You know, they people still want that service, a lot of them, mm-hmm. but not everybody. And so I think, I, I believe that's coming for our industry where we're going to have a lot of compression. We're going to have a lot of changes because not everybody wants that service. And I think they don't currently really have a, a viable alternative. Totally. Just like you want a Fidelity account with, because you don't want that. So I think that, my, that's going to be a benefit to the consumer. Yeah. And I think someone in your role that has your type of business, I think you're fine. I don't, you know, I don't, I think the people that have massive businesses with 30 agents and they run a very like click here and buy the house <laughs> situation, I think they're screwed. Yeah. I don't think they deserve the commissions that they're currently earning most of the time. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd agree. I mean, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I certainly have been on the other side of a transaction with somebody that, yeah. I felt, you know, was putting in a disproportionate amount of effort, you know, and uh, yeah, I think, uh, I, I, I think uh, that'll start to kind of be recognized. Yeah. And so just to switch gears a little bit, I just get back to what I consider to be fascinating about your business model. It's like for someone that is so integrated in every, like you don't have, you know, our models are slightly different. I have a small team, but I do have support and mm-hmm. I have an assistant and I have a showing, like a showing assistant and I have uh, folks that are in the office doing paperwork. So I have some support to, in my mind, give myself some leverage. We both have kids. Our kids sound like they belong, you know, in England, you know, George and Henry and Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, like, do you find it challenging that you're, that, that you don't have that leverage or is it something that, that you don't miss at all? Like, is there Um, any aspect of it that you think sounds desirable or not at all no i i, I think that um um there, there've definitely been times where i've been um busier and and could have really used the support um but you know for the most part but then again my control issues kind of kick in and i kind of like to know where everything is at any given time um and uh you know and i've just i've, I've just always had trouble kind of letting go of it and as far as like you know just preparing the paperwork and you know, and, and, and the processing and the administrative end of it, like, um, you know, I, I, to me, that stuff is just, it's, it's, it's so easy that, you know, it's, it's not worth giving the control up just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I have been, there have been times where, you know, it really would have helped, Yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be, you know, chasing down signatures and, you know, or putting, putting paperwork together at 11 o'clock at night, but, yeah you know <laughs> it yeah and I, so how do you and this is the type of conversation i have with you yes we're on a podcast but i'd have with you if i was drinking a beer with you it's like where do you where do you want the next five or ten years to go in terms of your business and and your role in it and how you know you have young children that are growing up like what do you think that five or ten year dawson life is going to be have you kind of mapped out your future <laughs> no. no and uh, you know and despite you know the the those several years of of uh of of kw training that i you know that i i you know i i, I took a crack at yeah. um you know i i still naively kind of just subscribe to that hey if i just keep working hard yeah. and just keep you know and we're working harder than the next guy sure. you know then the business is going to come rolling in um, I mean, I definitely, um, you know, it, it is, it's, it's frustrating that, you know, as I get more efficient and, and better, you know, at, and, you know, at, at, at how I conduct my business, you know, we then find ourselves in a historic inventory shortage, you know, so I'm, I'm ready, sure. you know, for, uh, I'm, I'm ready for more houses of you course. Know, to, to, to just magically appear in the marketplace. Um, but as far as five years down the road, you know, I'm, I'm totally, you know, I'm totally not opposed to any organic growth. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not, you know, um, I, I, I'm not opposed to it, but 
but but I do kind of like just sort of this lean this lean streamlined approach I have right now because I think it's yeah you know it's it's uh it's important to have at this point in time what do you think is the best portion of the job that we all have and probably the most challenging or the maybe the least rewarding side of what we have to do every day as realtors um so I mean as far as like the most rewarding you know I um I've had you know I I've had a a couple a couple of inst- professional instances over the last year and a half where I was really able to help some people and really you know really um step into a situation and 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 have a significant impact um you know <laughs> if if there were you know but but of course those those moments you know you know all happened off market and and they you know but they were people that kind of were found themselves in a, in uh in in a dire situation and you know i was able to kind of use just all of the resources you know that I've, you know, all, all of the resources and tools that I've kind of built up in right. these 13 years and, and kind of help them out of it. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think that we, uh, I think that people can find themselves in in a significant amount of trouble, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to their real estate and, you know, their real estate investments and their assets. And I think, you know, it, you and I are in, and, and, and like-minded realtors are in a position to where we can help people when they're, you know, when they're, you know, in a bad situation. And, and th- that's, you know, those are, those are the satisfying moments, you know, if, uh, you know, if, when, you know, when you help, uh, you know, I've, I've last year I've helped a couple, a couple friends of mine's, you know, elderly family members kind of, you know, transition into their next sort of right. situation. And, and like, you know, that appreciation and, and sort of that, those familial sort of relationships really, you know, those, those are worth it. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. It's like the most challenging part of our job and the best part of the job can be the same thing. Yep. It's people. Yep. So we deal with people for a living. Yep. And so they can be simultaneously the best part of the job and the most challenging part of the job. 100%. It's like, (laughs) it just is. It's just like, especially if you ever choose to go down the path and start hiring, it's like, that's the next challenge is like finding talent and keeping talent and not screwing that up is yeah. it, it's most of the frustration of the job. So it's, you know, there are definitely aspects of your model that is just so, um, you know, I'm so envious of, I nah. think, it, <laughs> well, I think it's amazing. Um, and, and you've done it, like I said, in an authentic manner that isn't propagated with BS. And, uh, and I think that's amazing. <laughs> well, well, you know, unfortunately, you know, most of those really satisfying sort of parts of, at least, you know, of my work are probably, are, are usually the least paying yeah. parts of our job, but, but, you know, um, but, uh, but our business sort of, you know, also kind of has a way of karmically sort of, you know, you know, re- repaying us, you know, where we might have a really difficult one and it's a really, you know, but it's a, you know, it's, but, but you're really making an impact for somebody. And then, yep. you know. And I think you might agree that some of the most absolute challenging folks can be at sometimes a lower price point. Mm-hmm. They need every bit of hand holding, And you're like, oh my God, by the time I've done this, I may, I should have worked at McDonald's. Right. That I could have done better. Right. And then, but if you do, I personally, I've adopted the, th- I don't think about that ever. I don't think about price point. I don't, no. I just, I work just yep. as hard for everybody. Exactly. And some of the best advocates I have in my world, and maybe you'll agree, yeah, they could have been the most challenging people. They could have been tough at every turn. They could have been a lower price, the whole thing. But then they refer you like crazy totally. because they were like, because they're probably challenging people in every aspect of this, of their, <laughs> of their life. And then they're just like, this person went crazy. They did everything. They bent over backwards and they referred you six times next year. Yep. It's like, you want to, you want to do everything for them. So, I mean, does that, does that ring true for you too? Oh, 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 of course, of course. And, and as far as like price point goes, I mean, I'm, I, I won't say no to anything. Yeah. Like whether it's, you know, a, a $40,000 shell in West Baltimore or, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I kind of enjoy it all, like yeah. all, all of the problem solving, you know, is, you know, it's, you, 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 you kind of forget, it, it's all the same. 
<laughs> at the end of the day. It's just, it's work, you know? It is. It's our, it's, you know, it sounds cliche. It, it's our, but it, it's our job. Um, yeah. And I, and I expect people specialize, right? They become a certain age in a certain neighborhood or certain, right? There's, yeah. that's the, I just, I still find it fascinating. And I've been doing this even longer than you have. And it's like, you can, you can do this so many different ways. And you and I have different business models and yet we do the exact same thing. Like we have the same mission essentially, mm -hmm. right? We still serve people and help people buy and sell. Yeah. And yet the day in our businesses can look very different. And um, I just think that's interesting still. And I know people that do this part-time, lots of people do this part-time. There's over 50,000 agents in the state. Yeah. And some people do two deals a year, yep. you know? And then there's other people that do work 12 hour days and beat their heads against the ground and and sell hundreds of homes. It's just like in everything in between. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think I just think that's, I, I mean, it's not entirely unique. There are other professions that do it, but I still find it fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and we chose to enter in a profession that in two weeks you can compete against us. Get a two week license. Yep. And you too could call yourself a real tour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Totally. Um, I mean, and you know, I think, uh, you and I know agents that, that, you know, live and die sort of by their, their production numbers and, and their, their unit numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, which, you know, Hey, you know, I, 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 I'm sure if my numbers were higher, I, I would be one of those agents, but you know, I, I, I always kind of, I have no idea what my production is right now. You yeah. know, my, my goal is just to get up and work every day. Um, and, and I know, I know, I, I, I know that, uh, that would probably make some of our colleagues heads explode to hear me say that. Um, it's nice and refreshing to hear it. Um, and I'm more on your side than the other side. Well, I mean, but I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah, no, I mean, you gotta know, you know, I mean, I guess, I, I guess you, you gotta kind of, you know, kind of quantify in, in some way. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but in, in this, in this market, you know, I've found myself, I think I had in the last two months, you know, four off market transactions, you know, four where, you know, it just, uh, the circumstances just did not lend themselves to a sort of traditional marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know that, uh, Hey, you know, there's probably going to be a, a handful of, a handful of transactions that don't show up on my score sheet. Sure. You know, some way. Well, it depends but, on what the goal is. But, so, but that's, yeah. what, that's exact. But, but the goal for those particular houses were, you know, to, you know, to, to, to meet, to meet the needs of the seller and, you know, and they were all kind of unique situations. Yeah. And I think if someone's listening to this and maybe they're considering how they structure their own business, I think it should be, you should understand it's the reason I've highlighted it multiple times is because we often highlight and speak to people that are trying to, you know, they're three, five, 10 times bigger than I am. You know, they just want to do a billion dollars a year mm -hmm. in sales. And it's such a divergent path than what we're describing with your model. And yet you do very well, right? You provide well, like the, this is a great industry that allows you to have a very good living mm -hmm. and choose to do it the way you want to do it. And, um, and I think the ability that you have to say, I don't have to focus on the specific numbers and I just get up and I work hard. That's a luxury you get when you don't have overhead crushing down on right, you. Right. If you decided to get a big office space and hire four people and you have payroll and all the, it's, that's the side that keeps you up. Yeah. That. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, exactly. I mean, my, my philosophy would be entirely different if I had, you know, agents that I was responsible for. Right. and an administrative staff and and i think a lot of people that do what you're doing so it's very wise of you i think to think it through it's because some people naturally just want to grow 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 grow. the next thing i'm supposed to do is this and this and this right and they wake up they were a great agent they loved it now they hate their job because yeah. their job is no longer being a realtor their job is to own a business right and all they're doing is payroll and staffing and just right it's just like this is what i do right right <laughs> And, I, mean, and, I mean, the job's aren't enough already, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I, 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 I admire so much, you know, what you've built and sort of what, you know, what, what you've got to kind of wrap your head around every day. Um, I, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not wired for it. Um, and it's funny, I, I remember listening to Gary Keller speak once and he yeah. talked about how like, you know, Hey, if you're, if you're not good at something, find somebody else to do it. 
you know, right. and I'm not, you know, I, I kind of learned quickly when I was trying to kind of uh, apply the the MERA model to the way I do business, where it's the it's, millionaire real estate model, right, yep. right, where it's just, you know, those systems, like I'm just not wired for those systems. Like I just can't, it, you know, it's challenging. I certainly don't think I put them into place in perfection, but I think, you know, I also like to live by Oprah Winfrey's saying, so that's Gary Keller saying, Oprah mm -hmm. says, if you don't, if it doesn't bring you joy, pay someone else to do it. Right. And that's an Oprah Winfrey joy. So, you know, you have house cleaners and you have, you have people to assist with all the things that don't bring me joy. Yeah. And, and so I think you can kind of intertwine both, but the, the piece that I'm willing to go through and like part of my journey in life is understanding what makes me happy and fulfilled. And that changes. I think it's like taste buds, right? Every seven yeah. years that can change. And it's like, for me, helping to support others, like my mission and what I do every day sometimes is different than the reality. It's yeah. like, I think providing and teaching others, like I want to be more of a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons I like this podcast is I get to uh, to talk a little bit, right? And, and in part, and it's just, yeah. it's different than sitting and doing all day. Right. And it's like, I think if I can personally can find a path where I can teach and I can help others grow and to do the better version of what I should have done. Yeah. I think that would fulfill me greatly. And that's not selling a home directly. I still never want to give that up, but I think I, I'm learning more about myself and what I want. Right. And so that's one of the reasons I want to ask, where do you want to be in five to 10 years? It's because where we are now doesn't mean that's where we have to continue going. Yeah. And my path is that path. That's the path I wish to go. And I have to have production in order to afford that path for me. Yeah. That's the way I view it. And it's like, I, I'm in that cycle. So I have to produce in order to be able to get further down the path of what I want. Right. Right. And, uh, and I think what's the saying, it's one of my favorite sayings that I've heard and I've adopted. It's like, I'm willing to become the man I have to become in order to, to, to do the things I need to do for my family. Right. And it's, it's not perfect at all yeah or pleasurable yeah. Yeah. all the time um but i i don't know so i just think uh you know who do we look up to in our local marketplace it's it's mostly to me it's the authentic people yeah and yeah. that doesn't mean they're not they don't want to be us i think we're more no. reserved than many but the people even that are crazy and loud and all of the if that's authentically who they are i'm all for it yeah and i mean it's funny i mean you, you know if i were to if i were to kind of go through the list of of sort of the people in our in our real estate community that I look up to, sincerity is their trademark. That's right. You know, and uh, would be surprised if any of them were hyper aware of their production numbers and their unit numbers. But but I think they also came, you know, most of them kind of come from like a, you know, a bygone era of, of real estate. The one that I kind of came into that just sort of rewards white glove customer service and and I think that's a safe place to be as this market is AI gets introduced into our space. It's getting yeah. introduced everywhere. Like, you know, I just, it's in every industry, it's going to happen. I know even on the recording of this podcast, right? He's introducing AI into this. Yeah. You'll have subtitles under this darn thing. Like he doesn't have to do it anymore. Like there's so much, there's so many improvements and that's going to enter into our space. Right. I mean, how are you using it cur currently in your world yet? AI? Yeah. No. You don't use chat GPT on anything yet? No, man. I'm. I'm uh, I'm too precious about about my writing, <laughs> yeah. you know. To you don't need AI doing it. Yeah, no, unfortunately, oh, that's I, good. You know, cool. And I, you know, unfortunately, you know, the, the the things I enjoy the most about you know about this job are sort of the the marketing piece and the sure. you know. So so I haven't I've yet to give it up. You know. Well, that's that's. Fabulous. I think um, more people should potentially use it that don't like the writing side because I've seen your descriptions. They're lovely, beautiful, and <laughs> inspiring. And I see some that are like two sentences and yeah. there's grammatical errors throughout. You're like, oh my Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yet somehow they get, you know. Well, and you know, but I mean, up in, what was it five or six years ago, there was still like a 200 character limit yeah. on, on, on the MLS description. So everything was written in a shorthand and yeah. You know, well, it, it, I don't for most homes, you've had a few really interesting, very interesting, like artistic listings where I think it's appropriate. But some people just are it's a standard townhouse for 300,000 and they write <laughs> and three, <laughs> three pages of. Yes. I'm like, come on. Yes. It's not that inspiring. Yeah, totally. It's for Micah countertops. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. A, a Perry Hall townhouse, you yes. know, with, 
you know, that hasn't been renovated since 1984. And, yeah. you know, and they've written, they've written a sonnet in iambic pentameter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. So, I mean, that's, that's the essence of what I wanted to discuss today. Is there anything you could think of as we're going through this? No, no. I mean, I think, you know, I think it's, it, it, it's an interesting sort of exercise for you and I to kind of, you know, somebody I, I have a lot of respect for and, you know, and, and somebody that carries themselves the way, I, you know, I try to carry myself, but we still have a completely different approach to our businesses. Um, so yeah. And you've never veered. That's what was so interesting. I think I, we were both influenced by some of the same people at the brokerage mm -hmm. and yet you stay true to what, like I say, it is authentically you. And I think I was very influenced by those people in a more dramatic way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think you have, um, you know, you, you know, coming back to some of those really admirable entrepreneurial sort of inclinations, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think, I think you, 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 you kind of, you kind of lean towards that side of the spectrum. Um, you know, I love, I've loved business. I've had multiple businesses. I've, I find it fascinating. Um, to me, but I went to business school. Like that was what mm -hmm. I never went to and to do film. Like you have the artistic flair, right? That's right. It's how you think. It's how you look, you right. know, it's your thing. And, uh, I, I'm not that I'm not wired at all that way. Talk about how you're wired. Yeah. I can talk about numbers all day and I remember all the numbers. I can't remember anything regarding artistic flair. I have other people pick out my clothing. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really, really bad. Well, you know, but you're, but you're doing great. You know, um, sure. You know, I mean, I think, uh, getting through, you know, I mean, we, as I said, we, you know, we both, we both are on these sort of parallel journeys, Yeah. you know, and you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're focus, you're focus on some very important things where I go in there and, you know, obsess over how the, uh, how the, you know, the cord on the Phoenician blinds is hanging yeah. in the photograph. You know? Well, I, th I think that in a weird way brings you joy and it's like, totally what, what I focus on, you know, brings me joy. Exactly. And, uh, and I just hope, you know, I hope for you and for me, quite frankly, is that we manage to do what we're doing and still make time for the things that are most important because yeah. this job can suck it out of you. And actually when we slow down in bad markets, sometimes you actually get to focus more on the people around us that we want to love and support. Right. Because when you're slammed, you have no time for anything. Right. And so it's like, you know, some of us bitch because we're too busy and then we bitch when we're slow. Well, and, that, and that's a, one of the, one of the things I brought with me from the movie business is, you know, the movie business, you, you would spend four to nine months on a really intense job where you worked, you know, 18 hour days and, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden that, that, that movie or that TV show wraps and you're sitting on the couch for a month or two. You know, waiting for the next waiting for the next one and and you know you 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 know you would at first you would panic and you'd get all worried like well, yeah. oh my god when's the next one coming and then and then of course the next one came and it takes you it takes you out of off the grid for another nine months and you're like man if only i had just used those two months like you know um so so that's kind of you know it's uh, those were lessons learned that i apply to these markets so when they go when the market's down yeah you know just enjoy every second of it you know is that one of the reasons you left we never touched on that why did you ultimately um choose to switch from the film industry it it, it, it it's not traditionally it's not an industry that's that, that that's just you know that that allows for sustainable family life got it you know because it's you know it's your 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 work day is at a, in, at a minimum 12 hours, you know, and, you know, sometimes 18 hours and, you know, and you, you really are just kind of taken out of society for the duration of the project. No kidding. You know, it's just, you know, you're so tired and, and it's amazing. What do you think about the strikes that just happened? Cause I, I, I've, I know nothing about it. So I just know what I've read in the newspaper. Um, I just, I know, you know, a lot of, a lot of my friends, you know, are you know, still in there struggling. Still? You know? Yeah. 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 Well, the, the um the the writer's strike was resolved and now it's the screen actors guild um and and i i i don't know enough to go into the specifics um but you know i think i think this week's a crucial week it, the last i heard like this week is crucial and if it's not resolved in the next couple of days it you know it could be next year right um that that's my 
secondhand sort of understanding of it. But, you know, hey, we're, you know, we'll, uh, there will be a, a big, uh, a big uh, lull in in all of our stream streaming content. Oh no, we we'll have to while. talk to our spouses yeah, yeah. and our kids. Yeah, that next God season of of whatever show you're waiting for yeah. is a couple years away now. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, I never really thought about that. Ugh, we don't have any shows. What shows do you even watch? I don't oh, man. Even, um, I don't have any shows. Yeah, I haven't had. I, you know, with kids, yeah, I watch everything in fifteen minute increments. Yeah, you know? well, I watch kids stuff. If I watch one more, my oldest is seven. <laughs> I'm watching, when I get home, I get 20 minutes to watch TV and I'm watching, what's the, Minecraft. I'm watching oh, kids yeah, play yeah, Minecraft yeah, and I want to jump out of a window. <laughs> How these kids watch this. And someone told me, um, I think it's Raul right here, told me this. He said it. he likens it to watching professional soccer, for example. Like a, to oh, sports. I can see that, yeah. Because you're watching that. these kids that are amazing at something that we can technically play. You and I yeah. can go play soccer outside right now. Yeah. yeah. We can't play like those kids. The, the, I, I don't get it know? though. I mean, when, when you and I That's were a good kids, analogy, I'll give them credit well, for that. Yeah. When, when I was a kid and you went over to someone's house and, and played Nintendo. Yeah. Like it was excruciating to wait for your turn. Like I had no interest in watching somebody else play Super Mario Brothers. I, yes. You know, I, but my brother, Jay Ryan, who I've had on this podcast when I was, I must've been first grade. I don't remember the age, but I was probably too old. But regardless, he made me, because he was, he's eight years older, so he made me rub his feet <laughs> while he played Mike Tyson Punch-Out on the old school Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. And if I stopped for five seconds, my sister would have one foot, I'd have the other. And if we stopped massaging, he'd pause the thing and say, 10 more seconds, this thing goes oh, off. Oh, that's awesome. And I'll be damned if we didn't do it. And uh, so <laughs> I guess, I yeah. guess, I, how do I... I guess it's better that we just sit on our right, right, butts and right, watch right. Minecraft than uh, rub someone's feet for it. <laughs> so now that I think about it, but that's what Man. I get to watch. That's my streaming. And I don't think the Rider Strike is going to affect that. No, one no, no. I think no. that content's going to keep on pumping. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, my kid, my kid's uh, obsessed with uh, Ninja Turtles right now. Oh, so yeah. that's pretty tolerable. Yeah. yeah. We well, have the collection. My God. If anyone doesn't follow Dawson now after all of this, it's an awesome little feed. Watch them. Like you have the old like records, you like the films. It's like <laughs> you're, you have the best taste. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. Yeah. You know, they're my, they're my obsessions, you yeah. know, um, you know, I've, uh, I'm one of those guys that romanticizes physical media. Yeah. You know, so that's something. So yeah, it's all about French films and David Bowie records. Oh, you know? my Lord. but <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I think our record collections would be a little bit different. Yeah. I have a lot of Tupac, um, a lot of the old school stuff, and then it's all rock. Nice. No, man, I got everything. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't want to sound all, all highfalutin. I, yeah. uh, you know, I, I watch anything and I listen and I love everything. You yeah. Know? Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, thank you for joining me, and uh, well, hopefully this wasn't too painful. No, man. Thanks for having me. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, there's something usable. I think so. I think it's good. And I think, once again, highlighting such a similar, well, identical occupation with very different paths doing the same thing. So, once again, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Matt. <laughs>